The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of DNFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, probably fumbles, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win if they don't fumble and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays, fumbles not included. Uh, If you're going to look at a game coming up, I don't know, and my team is there, I would take the over on fumbles. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Right now. Go do it. Are you? Did you do it? Come on. And use code DNVR to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DNVR. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Oh, hi, Will. Hey, how you doing? Good. It is Sunday night. The Broncos, of course, played Thursday. Uh, we did not get to recap the Broncos game Thursday night, thankfully, because I don't know what would have happened if you and I had to talk about that game on Thursday night because I was at the game. So we're going to do a little state of the Broncos now that we've got some level heads. We've seen some more football here Sunday and uh, just figure out what the hell is going on with our team should we have any hope going forward i say no but we'll get into that today's episode brought to you by DraftKings sportsbook you just go d to the n to the v to the r when you sign up at DraftKings, and of course my coffee company benchwarmerbrew.com uh i just promoted it but coffee prices are going to rise our bag prices are going to go up by two dollars but if you get in on the subscription now, you can lock in the cheaper coffee price. Uh, so that's just Do a it. tip. It's a good tip. I would recommend it. It's very good coffee. Really expensive. Um, all right. Broncos. A lot happens. They lose to the Colts in very public fashion. This is yeah. one thing that's been really hard as a Broncos fans is three games have been prime time. So everybody's watching it. And I think that's part of the reason it feels like everybody hates us. Yeah. And our offense has scored, let's see, 16, nine and nine points in three primetime games. Mm. No, we had, we, we scored 12 against the 49ers and one, right? Uh, we scored 11, but two, two points from the safety. Oh, the offense. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Points. Okay. Oh. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know so I mean. two touchdownless games, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, well, uh, Melvin Gordon scored, but um, oh, that's right. I don't know the Colts Thursday night game. It, it felt like two games without a touchdown. Yes, yeah, panic yet? Time. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely. Time to, time to panic. Um, I think like we don't look like it now at this point, but we're both panicking. Yeah, we have masked our panic with a, a very calm demeanor on the outside. Yeah, I I mean I I think Thursday and into Friday and until about you know noon today I wasn't sure if I liked football anymore to be honest. Yeah, well, you had <laughs> you had a rough week. Yeah, yeah. Uh the winless Colorado State Rams uh beat your Nevada Wolfpack on a game-ending field goal. Yeah, well, they missed the original field goal attempt, and then uh, they got called for roughing the kicker, which set them up for a shorter attempt, and they they made that one. So wow, Hold that, was that a, is a tough way to end it. Yeah, that's a collapse. Yeah, not great. And to make matters even worse, your your man Carson Strong is on not a football team right now, right? I don't know what he's doing. I I have not seen or heard from him in what feels like years. He needs to go to the XFL, I think. Um, I think that would be uh, – yeah, I think I'm, I'm rooting for that at this point because uh, we find out what team he goes to and we're all in on that team immediately, obviously. You are for sure. Um, yes. We Kurt ben, – Kurt, uh, Ben Kurt. Oh, right. Yeah. An XFL team. So. Ben Kurt, yeah. We'll see. Well, maybe we'll they'll see. be on the same team and they'll battle it out. Who knows? Who knows? 
Um, okay, so prime time. Yeah, the losses are magnified. Everybody's dunking on us. Twitter's so. Twitter is a, a Twitter. Yeah, Twitter is the worst place you can be on earth after a Broncos game this yeah. season. Even after the wins, everybody's like, "You still suck." <laughs> um, at least last year we were three and zero, and we knew it was kind of like a shaky three and zero. But yeah, like, it was, it was we're three and zero. We enjoyed it. I enjoyed uh-huh. every one of those wins. Um. Okay. Russell Wilson has a shoulder injury. We learned that. Garrett Bowles done for the season. Well, Garrett Bowles might be done for the season. He broke his leg. He's out for a very long time. Yeah. Corner Ronald Darby tears his ACL. He's done for the season. So right now, I believe the Broncos have the most players on injured reserve of any football team. Uh, and there's a lot of a lot of key players on there. That if the Broncos won on Thursday and it was still kind of ugly, but they, they they won, I would be very pessimistic moving forward just based on the injury situation. Losing mm-hmm. your left tackle when your offensive line is already struggling, that's a that's a tough thing um to overcome. And I wish I would I could believe that they could overcome those injuries. If the offense was playing better, uh, the games were still close, I'd feel optimistic. Javante Williams not hurt, I'd feel optimistic. Uh, we've got Latavius Murray's going to get in the mix. Mike Boone had a, a nice play or two on, on Thursday. And, you know, Melvin Gordon was Melvin Gordon. But um, all of that is really concerning to me. Then we learn Russell Wilson's got a partially torn something in his shoulder. The fuck is it? Oh, is it his labrum? Maybe? Labrum. His something lat, like that. His labrum. I don't know, but it's weird because doctors. they say this is an, an injury that normally affects baseball players. Well, he is a baseball Russell player. Wilson yeah. is a baseball player and spends his whole offseason playing baseball. And then the other thing that was weird is he flew to L.A. to get an injection for it after the game, and they say you usually don't treat it with an injection. Uh, I don't know why he had to go to L.A. to get the injection. I don't know what any of that means. My point is – Why couldn't they fly the injection to him? That's Yeah, I don't like that. You know, it's much easier, I think. That's probably part of the problem. Russ is just like, no, I'm going to fly to L.A. to get it. No, no, Russ, you can just stay here and – uh, we can we can figure out how to figure out some of these. Pro- nope, I'm going nope. to L.A., guys. Uh, it was his lat. You're correct. Okay. Lat. You ever get? Yes. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Little light. Uh, that's uh, you just sh- shined a bright, massive light on how we yeah. feel. <laughs> yeah, I get mm, correct. Um, but what I was going to say is I don't think. So Russ is probably going to keep playing through the injury. It happened at the beginning of the Raiders game mm-hmm. um, or in the middle of the Raiders game. I don't think the shoulder's really like an issue. Like watching Russ and those mistakes he made, it wasn't because his arm wasn't working. They were mental mistakes, throwing the ball into spots he shouldn't be throwing it. And when I was at the game, the my takeaway was, you know, like things aren't going good, but Russ can still throw it. Like when you see a ball like whiz in person, yeah. When you see it, Mm -hmm. like oh shit, like yeah, he can. It looks different. It looks different. Like you can really tell. And the the double catch was right in front of me. Like I saw the the I watched the ball the whole way and was just like oh my god, that is a beautiful throw. Like I didn't even see the ref fall down because I was literally just tracking the ball and was amazed by it. So like. I don't know if that info is coming out as like a reason to buy maybe rest some time. Like I don't, I'm not saying that the injury's not there, but um, I don't think like it's holding him back, and I don't think it's gonna hold him back. So that's just another thing that's kind of thrown in the mix with all of the ed- other injuries, in addition to yeah, Russ I mean, not seeing some guys. But yeah, sorry, I think I, it, I think it can account for like accuracy issues for sure without it looking like the velocity is dropped because you tend to compensate with different parts of your body and it throws off the whole equilibrium when you're, you know, throwing a pass and passes sail or they right. dive 
or they're just off target in general. Uh, but you still get zip on them. <clears throat> but since you're maybe using your legs more than you usually would, like the ball just goes all over the place. Um, obviously, it doesn't account for like not looking at KJ Hamler on a slant that yeah. would have won the game. Things like that, like you know, yeah. perhaps he needs an injection into his brain. Is what that's I'm just like, and that play, like he eventually, I think, looks at KJ, and I think he's trying to throw it to KJ. I, there. I saw that angle that you're talking about, and I, yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, like my problem with that is, really, really good quarterbacks are going to know that KJ is going to be open before the ball snapped in that situation. Or like, like to me, Russ is, hey, my first read here is Cortland Sutton. Um, I'm going to look that after, after the play is snapped. Yeah. And then, you know, go somewhere else if I need to. I feel like if it's Peyton it Manning or Aaron Rodgers, they're like, oh, the play is designed here, but I think I can have, if this, if I see this defender do X, I know KJ is going to be yeah. open, open right there. I'll look at Sutton, but I'm going right to KJ if Sutton's not there right away. So I think, like, the, to me, that's what I'm seeing is the difference between those truly elite quarterbacks who have mastered the mental part of the game and Russell Wilson, who I don't think has, but has always just been so good uh, athletically that you don't always have to do that. Um, you can buy time. You can get the ball to other people. And but, we do we do understand that he – probably has PTSD from throwing slants at the goal line yeah. at the it's, end of games. It might be the last play you should ask him to do in those situations. Yeah, I, I figured like the play that they ran against the Raiders, uh, which I think Russell called himself, the, right. the read option where he kept the ball. I thought that was like the play. Yeah. And instead, uh, I don't know, like you just – you're running the ball well. And you got fourth and inches and, and you just, <laughs> you look at the last route you should be looking at on that play yeah. uh, and throw it, throw it to the last defender you want to be throwing it to. And Stefan Gilmore, the guy who uh, saved the game for the Colts, you know, mere minutes earlier, which yeah. by the way, like if Russell Wilson comes out of that game, uh, Brett Rippon probably wins it. And by, Winning it, I mean, he doesn't do anything, which would have saved the game. Yeah, the because defense all they needed had, was like a, a field goal there. Yeah, the defense was feasting on the yeah. Colts and Matt Ryan until the last two drives when they were just they were gassed, flat out of energy. Mm -hmm. um, and when, and Demari Mathis uh, <laughs> couldn't fair catch that punt of a throw from Matt Ryan. Oh, oh it was right there. Outside of that, though, like Damari Math is playing a little better than I would think a late round corner. Um, yeah, he's like I feel like he's he's defended some passes. Uh, definitely look like a corner and not a receiver he, on he's that one. Definitely going to get some action going forward here. So he's going to get a lot yeah. of uh, a lot of looks. Yeah, especially with uh, I mean, Sertan was like a ghost uh, on Thursday. I was. Like you, outside of the fumble he forced, you know, barely said his name. Yeah, because he was just blanketing dudes. Yeah. I watched him so many snaps. I was just like watching him and what he was doing to the receiver. I was like, oh yeah, that guy's not open. Yeah, <laughs> that guy's not that's incredible. Um, that's you know, obviously that's like we should talk about some of the bright spots from that game being Sertan. Obviously, that's something we knew. Mm -hmm. But uh, like, what happens when Randy Gregory comes back? You, you can't take you, Baron Browning off the field. You rush three guys at all yeah, times. I think maybe you're right. You play one linebacker, three edge rushers, two to three D linemen. You don't I know which might, two edge rushers yeah. are going to get you. I think you flip a coin with yeah. Gregory and Chubb and whoever – or rock, paper, scissors, whatever. Whoever loses has to gain 75 pounds and move inside. <laughs> I think Chubb's better built to to handle that. He looks the least yeah. like uh, skinny out of the three. Is yeah, like I saw like the the PFF stats or whatever. Like uh, Browning had like Incredible. a billion pressures. Like, and you could this wasn't like a made up PFF thing where like you hear about it after the game and it makes sense. It's like no, he 
you watch him on every snap and he is yeah. like he it's not blasphemous to say his get off looked like von miller no it did it, it looks it's incredible. so much like von miller he was getting called for being offsides yeah uh, multiple yeah. times so. it was like it was one of those things where he anticipated the snap like before the center did yeah he's <laughs> it's incredible he's a beast um it's like you know what you do okay because somebody said ask like trade judy uh-huh because uh, right now the broncos don't have you know they don't have a first and second round pick uh in the coming draft uh you know maybe you trade judy and chubb if you can rely on on, on browning going in there right now i would get. trade i would trade chubb for sure yeah, and I think Chubb's good. Like he played, yeah. he had a very good game he, as well. He's awesome. Like he had two yeah, sacks. I mean, that's why you trade him right now because he's playing great. Yeah, he's like the only guy I think you have value for. Um, mm-hmm. at, I mean, that you could trade and you could say like we can replace it. Uh, but that and that's just you. You know, you need like two seconds to kind of make that up there. Because I don't yeah. think, like. The, the Broncos play the Chargers next, and they're going to be beat mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. I would have. This was like the f- one of the first games early on. I'm like, oh, that's going to be a tough game. Yeah. Uh, I just don't see a scenario where the Broncos can win that game outside of it being like super close and the Chargers do something that the Chargers do late and you yeah. know, the Broncos get a score. It's either going to be a close game that the Broncos find some incredible way to win. Or I feel like they're going to get smacked around unless they got to move KJ Hamler into Judy's spot. He's got to be the number two receiver at this point because Judy had one solid play in the game. Late, late in the game. Late. But he's like invisible. And every time you see him, he's dropping a pass or not making a tough contested catch. And that was the other thing in the game. There were two touchdown passes, had Russell Wilson, had guys who could make really tough catches in Judy. And I think was Saubert, the other guy or Andrew Beck. I think it was, it was, Beck. it was Andrew Beck. It was Beck and Beck Judy. like kicked the ball and it looked like a Madden glitch. Yeah. Both were solid defensive plays, but we just watched Gabe Davis. Yeah. Just make like great touchdown catch. You look like Randy that, Moss. Yeah. Diami Brown did it twice in the, in a game. It's like Judy's got to – you don't have to do it every catch, but, like, we have nobody outside of Cortland Sutton to do that. And the issue with Cortland Sutton is he's not breaking away from guys where he's got, like, separation and you can just Mm -hmm. keep going to him or, like, he's getting tons of uh, yak. He's not Brandon marshalling his way after, like, catches. So you need somebody else there. You need the fucking Tyler Lockett to, you know, uh, your – big bodied receiver and we thought judy was going to be that guy and he just has not been not so far yeah yeah no you're totally right and i think with the wide receiver core too i'd rather see kendall hinton out there than tyree cleveland Ooh, and they were targeting like on that interception with gilmore he was targeting cleveland in the back of the end zone and yeah uh, it was a bad throw it was a bad throw but also like Cleveland didn't win that get off either. Yeah. And, and there was also earlier, like with Judy too, um, that ball that got broken up. Uh, that wasn't like, it was a, not the correct throw by Russell Wilson. Like, I, I guess he should have led him more to the sideline or just like put the ball on the line. But and I don't, I wouldn't be like upset at all if Judy didn't make the catch, but like he was just waiting for the ball, like at least go up and try to high point it. Yeah. Uh, like that totally didn't make sense to me. I know he's not a a big guy, but like try to be physical. Hundred percent correct, Bill. Boring and correct. frustrating. It's exactly where we have been. It's not mm-hmm. new. Like I know how to live in this uh era as yeah. a Broncos fan. We just it's, thought we were gonna get something else and we haven't. The weight of expectation uh makes it so much harder. And and now like being under the microscope as we're, you know, we're gonna uh, release a video soon, kind of talking about that. But yeah, we're just God the punching that. bags. <laughs> Dangerous rest, the biggest punching bag there is right now. Yeah, you know where you might want to take your chances and not being a punching bag, Will. Where's that? 
DraftKings Sportsbook. <laughs> they call me the king of segways, which is why I partnered with the kings of sportsbooks, DraftKings. With NFL action in full swing, DraftKings, who is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, uh, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. And everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up 3D same-game parlays. Uh, tomorrow, I think I'll be streaming Monday Night Football. That's a Chiefs-Raiders game. Uh, I'll probably uh, be looking at Moneyline for the Chiefs there. Uh, so, you know, if you're thinking about that, that's where you're going to want to do going to some draft games and do it. Mm-hmm. And to make things even sweeter, oh, God, I hate recommending taking the Chiefs. But uh, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Again, download the app. Use code DNVR when you sign up. And you're going to get $200 in free bets if you're a new customer uh, when you place a $5 bet on any football game. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, yeah. Russ has become a punching bag. We're doing a f- video on it, which I think I'm dropping Wednesday. Um, and it's it's about criticizing like him. Yeah. All the critiques about his play right now are fair. They're valid. And it is a mix of like last game was not good. The touchdown or the interceptions rushed through, those were really bad. Those are uncharacteristic. Uncharacteristic, too. Um, yeah. It's just like a lot of all good quarterbacks have a game like that, though, where they mm-hmm. throw, you know, to those bad ones. It sticks out, though, when two great balls that rushed through, which were those touchdown passes that were defended that I just mentioned, don't go for touchdowns. Yeah where uh, you have a field goal blocked in the game, <laughs> where uh, even when Pat Sertan comes in and strips the ball out of, uh, was it? Uh, Alec Pierce? Pierce? No, no, no. Alec Pierce, maybe. Yeah, because Paris Campbell recovered. It goes right recovered. back to the Colts. Yeah. Like, Addition, like every other fumble that we got. In addition, yeah, to being like not dominant offensively, even though the defense was dominant, they couldn't catch those lucky breaks. Yeah. yeah. It's just been the whole season. Starting week one, the two fumbles on the goal line. Russ. Oh my God. Russ should have run the they should have run the football from the one. Well, they did that twice week one and it didn't work out. Throwing slants in the the red zone doesn't work out. Um, we just need a, we need a, a Jimmy G every week to gift us two points, and we we haven't gotten mm-hmm. that. We just haven't gotten that. No, and and I think what was more frustrating is Caden Stern set them up inside um, our own yeah. territory, or I guess Colts territory twice. And I know the last one was the blocked field goal, but. To not take advantage of those, um, and then to get that early drive on the first possession after forcing a three and out, and it, it just like felt like clockwork. Like they're moving the ball so well, and then you get into the red zone, and to get bogged down so predictably was yeah. was just more than frustrating. I would, if I were Nathaniel Hackett, I would call up Peyton Manning and I would ask him, "What am I doing wrong in the red zone?" <laughs> fix this for me because that's the only only guy i would trust watch the chiefs play watch the chiefs get creative yeah watch the giants from earlier today yeah they put on a clinic in the red zone just do some crazy shit that's the answer in the red zone you need to do some crazy shit you need to you need to expand your mind when you call plays in the red zone like you should try like ayahuasca or any type of uh psychotropic and really, really expand the limits of your of your own mind um, when it comes to designing plays down there. Because there's like there's so little space, it's so constrained. You got to get crazy and throw an underhand pass to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yeah, throw the shovels, uh, run, run a guy in motion, 
snap the ball yeah. directly to him or have Russ shovel it to him where they're rolling out this way. Russ leaks out, throw it back to Russell Wilson and let him decide right there if he's going to run it or throw it again to somebody else. I want more of that shit. Direct snap to the running back at that point. I don't care. Give, give the ball to Montreal Washington on one yeah. of those little touch passes. Double reverse. We're at the point where, like, if you're doing that stuff and you fail, I'm cool. We'll, with be, it. we'll be like, okay, you tried. Because before it was, hey, you're running like standard predictable offense. Yeah, but you're getting five, six yards <laughs> of carry every time. And then you get to the red zone and you draw up some crazy shit and it fails. And you're like, why didn't you just keep like that was the last two years? We're at we're a reverse of that now. Do some do something different in the red zone. I agree. I totally agree. I would just just, watch, just, just like watch the guys who are good at it. Oh yeah. And steal oh. their plays. Oh, the Saints today with friggin' Taysom Hill. Who yes. Sure. My my fantasy lineup, I throw in Taysom Hill. Like, okay, I'm going to put him in at tight end. 32 points, but I had one Teddy Bridgewater in at QB. Who I, uh, oh my God, who did I replace Teddy with? Who did I, re there's some other quarterback. I'm like, I think Teddy's going to do a little better today. Zero points because he left after like, you know. We, we had people tweeting us too uh, that we had kind of predicted the, Sadly, we had predicted the Teddy Bridgewater injury, which I would like to say it's like predicting the sun to rise. Yeah. Like having Teddy Bridgewater as your backup to a guy who's already injury prone and to a, you just feel like, you know, you're asking for Skylar Thompson to get meaningful snaps. Yeah. It's like uh, making Pat Shermer the commander of your army and expecting him to not commit war crimes. Yeah. Pat Shermer, if he was like a, um, if he was a, like a, I don't know what you'd say, like a, a drill sergeant boot camp, he would have, and they're like practicing like long range, you know, rifle shooting. He would have a day where they practice missing the enemy. Yeah, he would have a day where they practice shooting at each other with yeah. live ammunition. Friendly fire. <laughs> um yeah one thought i had was the type of player the broncos i feel like are missing on offense uh -huh. is emmanuel sanders um like if i could have if i could switch judy with emmanuel sanders the way that you always could count on sanders to make yeah. a tough catch yeah that's and like not, <laughs> and not be scared like emmanuel mm -hmm. sanders was never scared to catch the ball in any part of the field built, built like. very similarly like besides the obvious yes. comparison with the number 10 but like a slight frame that he just yeah. like went up and didn't care he yeah. got hit and, and made the catch more often than not yeah it's like if you gave emmanuel sanders jerry judy's like speed we would probably be talking about him as a hall of fame wide receiver yeah <laughs> Um, um, you want to show that last, uh, uh, oh, yeah, that yeah. last comment? What would put Hope back into Denver Monday night? Um, I mean, obviously any kind of win, but I also think like scoring like 24 points too yeah. would be nice. Yeah. Maybe like honestly, like a big game from Latavius Murray. <laughs> they, because the Broncos, the offense needs to run the A guy the ball. to build around like Latavius Murray. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he's doing like five yards a run and you're just running it down the chargers throat, like, I feel like that's the only way you can win. It's like your run has to set up the pass at this point because it's the defenses aren't really scared of us. They're not even scared of the deep ball, which he throws well, but it's like, they can't connect on it enough. Like he doesn't have enough time. Yeah. The time they're just, they're just taking it away more often than not. Yeah. They beat uh, us elsewhere and they're failing to do so, which like that yeah. should be, you play the two safeties deep. It's like, what do you do? Well, you just pound them on the ground. Yeah. And they're unable to do that, especially on early downs. It, it felt like bizarrely, like when they had to get a score or go down the field, the ball moved so easily. Like that overtime drive, it was just like a hot knife through butter. Of course, until yeah. you get to the red zone. <clears throat> well, um, yeah. It, I mean, you had that big play to Judy. They, they, they're calling plays like they were scared too. 
Yeah, I think there's still time, I think, for, you know, Hackett and, and Wilson to figure it out. And honestly, like this is an optimistic take, but getting yourself quickly into a spot that feels like uh, rock bottom might be a good thing for your head coach and your quarterback because mm-hmm. it's like, what are we going to keep scoring nine points a game? Like it's not going to get much worse than this. So maybe we can slowly get better together. <laughs> like that kind yeah. of, I, I think we all know it's going to get better. I don't think we, I don't think anybody anticipated the growing pains to be uh, this rough. Um, I'll, I'll also say like, there's a lot of talk obviously about just like firing Hackett and like serious talk, like from like tree who I think was trying to be serious actually. Um, and that's just like, it's just not going to happen. It, I don't, and it shouldn't happen. And there are so many reasons why it won't happen. Um, including like they're like, who's going to take over. There are no veteran coaches on the roster except for like Dom capers. And I would rather like, would you really rather hand over the team to Dom capers or uh, give Nathaniel Hackett a fair shot. I don't also, even like when capers are on my fucking food. Why, why would I want them coaching my team? I, I kind of like capers with like they're Sam. weird. I don't like. No, nah, they're kind of weird. They're kind of weird. They're weird for sure. They're a weird food. But you, you know, you put them on the right like chicken with lemon, maybe. Yeah. See, all right. This is kind of what we can't have, right? Okay. I'm not saying Nathaniel Hackett's some genius play caller, but we had a play called at the end of the game that did scheme KJ Hamler wide open. Mm-hmm. Play people looking back on it are like, hey, okay, they didn't run there, but that's actually a, a pretty good design. Just wasn't executed. Um, it just it continually feels like when you do draw draw good plays, they don't connect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think if I haven't gone and like watched the all 22 or anything, but obviously like I, you know, follow people on Twitter who do and actually know what they're talking about. And it looks like guys were just open the whole game and like KJ Hamler. I don't think KJ Hamler was like bashing his helmet on the ground uh, because of one play. It was because he was running open for large yeah. portions of yeah. the game. I, I saw him open. When I was there, um, you saw it. I did. I saw him open. The eye in the sky saw it. Uh, I'll say this: like the first touchdown or the first throw to Judy that was in the end zone that he dropped, it looked way worse in the stadium. And then I saw it later. Yeah. I was like, oh, the defender kind of had his arm. He did a have his bit, hand. Yeah. Which, uh, not you're not allowed to hold the other guy's hand. Um, no, that is in fact past interference, but I would have liked Judy. The NFL to, doesn't like it because it's NFL still homophobic. So that's a little bit. Little. Yeah. Yeah. But like you got to sell that a little bit if you're Judy, right? Yeah. Or just, yeah, that's the thing. Like, Judy doesn't look like he tries when the ball gets close to him. Yeah. I mean, like right now, like I love him and I loved him at Alabama and I was so excited when we drafted him. But like what Shannon Sharp said about him is like kind of right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's just like a he's an expert route runner who's like great when the ball's in his hands uh but <laughs> the most important thing about playing wide receiver is catching the football yeah and uh that is not happening currently true here's the other problem for the broncos right now they have like uh it feels like they have like four lunch pail tight ends and yeah. uh <laughs> You can't rely on them in any no. big situations. And how many targets did Sobert get on Thursday? It felt like the most out of anyone. Yeah. Didn't he have a drop too, right? Yeah, he did. He had a drop. Yeah. So your lunch pail guy who I mean, should never drop yeah. a fucking pass drops a pass. It makes it hard. That's the whole thing about the offense. And this is just – it's the sign of a bad offense. There's no other way to say it. The offense is bad because – Every play, somebody seems to screw up, whether it's your tackle, whether it's a penalty, whether it's a drop pass, whether it's a fumble. And Melvin Gordon had a ball come out in that game as well. Luckily, uh, 
he was down or the play was dead or I forget some shit or your quarterback doesn't hit his guy. It is just a bad offense. I don't know how to fix it when everything looks like a problem. Is Hackett drawing up bad plays? Part of the time, probably. But if when he does draw up good plays, you don't connect, all the plays are going to look bad. All the receivers are going to look bad, except for Cortland Sutton, uh, who also, I think he has like as many drops, technically. Uh, it's just, yeah. it's just not fun to watch as a fan. Certain drops feel like he's like pressing a little bit because like yeah. the whole offense is on his shoulders. Yeah. And the run game is probably one of the bigger disappointments as well, because I thought mm-hmm. the one thing we were going to rely on was Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, uh, you know, being like a 900, 700 yard rushing combo type deal because, defenses were going to have to respect the pass and they were pretty good last year together and oh you got a better quarterback then they should have more success and that said that said they did run for over 100 yards on thursday i know and it's the least impressive 100 yards i've ever seen yeah that like that's how bad like they so russell wilson threw for 274 yards Mm -hmm. like that doesn't feel possible they ran for over a hundred yards, uh, and yet, like, if you, you know, in that, like, you have to take that with a grain of salt because they played extra football too. Yeah. But they feel like the most hollow yards of all time. <laughs> no, it's true. Very true. They don't feel real. Um, I would also say seven targets to Eric Salbert on Thursday. Caught five of them. Uh, let's spread those out a little bit more. Yeah. Zero targets to Montreal, Washington. That you could argue that that throw to Cortland Sutton, uh, the double catch, maybe a half target there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was any targets to KJ Hamler? One? Two? Two. Caught one yeah. ball for 10 yards. Switch him. Give me two targets to Salbert and seven or eight to friggin' KJ at this point. Yeah. I think KJ might be a dog. I think that's the guy you, you need to lean on. I didn't mind uh, the I didn't mind the emotion either. No. I sounded like he was uh in the locker room like showing people the screenshot of him wide open from what I heard, which yeah, you don't need to do that, but no. um people are emotional after terrible losses. Yeah. If that was me, I would have, you know, I would have been doing the same thing probably. I would have been just happy that the ball didn't come my way and I didn't drop it. Well, this is assuming that I have like taken the form of KJ Hamler too. Oh yeah, okay. you know, it's not just me. Gotcha. I don't think I don't think that would have put me out there and in that situation. Yeah. The Chargers, uh, they they look like they were kind of trying to lose the Browns a little bit today. <laughs> It gives me a little hope this week. By Monday, I'm going to be very optimistic. Um, oh, yeah. I'll be back. Uh, like, you get 10 days, you're going to talk yourself back yeah. into this. And let's, you know, let's bring up another thing. I know people have said it. Um, and is this reasonable? No. But it can't be ignored as a coincidence. Broncos 2012, Peyton Manning. They start two and three. They go to San Diego to play the Chargers on Monday Night Football. They're down 24 yeah. nothing. Come back, win the game, 35-24. Reel off uh, 11 straight wins to end the regular season. Boom. If we you get know, down 24 to nothing against the Chargers, we're going to have perfect. them right where we want them. It's perfect. Yep. Yeah, the only difference that I've seen uh-huh. is there are a couple stretches in those losses where we're like, oh, man, Peyton Manning is still really good. Oh yeah, of course. Like he he diced up the Raiders uh, before then. Like he looked good against the Steelers. Um, in no like Manning looked like leaps and bounds uh, better than than Russell Wilson. But you know, Peyton Manning was better than Russell Wilson, and they also had John Fox, who was a veteran head coach who was in his second year of coaching the Broncos. Yeah, no, that's true. There's, there's a lot of differences. A better uh, better receiving core too. Right. Um, I'll say uh, I think Brian Dable, to answer you, Bozer, I think he's a very good head coach. I think he's yeah. a good coach. It was his time to become a good coach. 
And like Will and I just said, uh, doing creative things in the red zone. Love it. But what does he have right now that the Broncos don't? Saquon Barkley, who is basically single-handedly keeping that Giants team alive. Uh, I saw him run, I don't know how many. The Giants, I feel like, run a screen pass like every three plays. Yeah. Well, they're so good at hiding Daniel Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they're, it's in, they, they beat the Packers who watching some of that game. I'm like, Oh, this, the Packers, their offense is similar to the Broncos right now. I saw them run some pitches that didn't mm-hmm. work. I like it's, uh, you know, any team can run a pitch, but I feel like the, there's more pitches in this offense. And we've, I feel like we've seen it not work so many times, but if the Broncos were getting, you know, a Saquon Barkley performance out of one of their backs every week, that'd be nice. They would probably, I think they'd be four and one right now, you know. So yeah, I, I think that um, I think that is reasonable to say. Um, I would also like to point out in Nathaniel Hackett's defense, the game management was really bad the first two weeks, and he corrected it, yeah, and got himself some help, and it hasn't really been a problem since then. Yeah, it's like, let's not keep criticizing him for something he's fixed. Yeah. You know. I don't want to fire him, is my point. Like, that's dumb. I don't think he deserves it yet. Um, We'll talk at the end of the season. Yeah, talk at the end of the season. Hey, if I gave Vance Joseph the benefit of the doubt, if I gave Vic Fangio the benefit of the doubt, I'm going to give Nathaniel Hackett the same luxury. I've said it with all these coaches – I, every coach should have three years to prove like he can coach a team. But in today's NFL, that's not the case. I think it's more of a two-year sort of thing before a team can legitimately move on from you. You uh, have to now, be yeah. – go ahead. We're about to see – if he if he's a coach you want to keep around, it's going to be because he coaches up the team right now that has all of these fucking injuries. Yeah. Like if they start getting good play out of – the, the depth pieces and and I, I like I don't think they're necessarily going to but if they do then that to me says a lot more than a slow start with you know Russ and how all the bullshit we've talked about at the beginning of the season yeah and maybe like you know maybe you, you find out that Hackett's not the guy and but Ajiro Evero gets a good performance out of a defense that is missing their number two corner and you know, make him the head coach. Yeah, in a year or two. No, if there's a real big bright spot, it's been Evero. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. Um, and I know well, people are saying like, "Oh, it wasn't good defense; it was bad offense." Like, eh, it was good defense too. Yeah, it's been good defense every game except for the run defense against the Raiders. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean That's Payton would be an upgrade, but the Saints still own own him. Yeah, life. but see. I think the thing is, though, you can trade. You'd have to make a trade. Yeah. Um, but you, when you're talking about a coach, you can trade cash, I believe. Oh. And one thing we do have, deep pocket, baby. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dennis Allen looked like Sean Payton today with <laughs> the Saints. But Yeah. Um, and, like, yeah. The, I don't know if the Cowboys are, like – Everybody thought he was going to go to the Cowboys too after this year, but Mike McCarthy's and uh, the way he's coaching, he's not going anywhere. Undefeated Cooper Rush, hell yeah, man! I didn't Cooper think Rush might not be like, going anywhere. I know. I didn't think I'd be rooting for the Cowboys, but I love the Cooper Rush uh, angle. I love the defense too. Like, yeah, their defense reminds me of the 2015 Broncos defense when it's just like every play, you're like, this could be a sack. <laughs> Yeah, they looked uh, they looked incredible. Also, like, you know, watching the Rams fall to two and three too, while also looking terrible. You know, mm-hmm. I think they're gonna get it together. I, I think the first I, every year it feels like the first four or five games of the NFL calendar just don't matter. No, I agree. You know, my thought today was that's I my spin zone. Is that yeah. the Chargers game is officially Week One? There you go. This is the first true week for Broncos. Uh, mm-hmm. My thought today was the 49ers might 
uh, be in the NFC Championship game. Yes. And it was it was based on that, like because their defense looks that good, and I think their offense will be sufficient with Jimmy G. And it's like, oh, the difference between the 49ers last year and this year might be that their defense could be top three in the NFL this year. <laughs> like, yeah, like it could very easily be Cowboys 49ers in the NFC. Oh my God! Would bring back the early '90s, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, what do you have uh, a ton of faith in the Packers right now? And that was nope. that is kind of like quite the conundrum for people is like, obviously, there's the Devontae Adams angle, but uh, <laughs> Packers looked better with Nathaniel Hackett, the Broncos looked bad with Nathaniel Hackett. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll talk about it tomorrow yeah. morning. Oh, on yeah, your, sometimes on your tri weekly uh, GPS morning show with Tom Grassi. Yes, we will have a lot of Packers stock, I'm sure. Um, I, I assume you might, just a yeah. little bit. And even the Buccaneers had to get bailed out to solidify their win against the Falcons. Yeah. Two two bad penalties called against them on third downs. Uh, and that was a game where the Bucks kind of controlled it, but it's like, and I'm just bringing them up because like, if you're talking about the NFC, it's, they're not they're not a clear-cut favorite. It's, it's the Eagles right now. And they had a gutsy game against the the Cardinals, but yeah. Eagles I'm actually Cowboys. like excited to to watch an Eagles Cowboys game. Eagles yeah. Cowboys Giants game at this point. It's it is funny that like the the year that the AFC West replaces the NFC East in terms of like primetime exposure is the year that the NFC East actually gets entertaining again. I know. That's, it's, that's how it works. Perfect. Yeah. Honestly, the Giants might be – they're one of two things. They're either like the grittiest team in the NFL right now or they are who the Broncos were last year. <laughs> yeah, possible. I, they just seem so creative to me. And like they, they're they so clearly like a quarterback away from being an elite team. Yeah. But like at the same time, Dable is like incredible at playing to Daniel Jones' strengths. Yeah. And masking what he doesn't do well. Yeah. That's what we need from Hackett. But you have yes. to have a, a willing participant in that. And the yeah. whole knock on Russ is like, he might not be that willing participant. We like don't know. I literally don't know what Russ's approach is to playing quarterback. It is the most diluted, <laughs> the most like uh, obscured from truth sort of narrative I've ever seen around. Yeah, no, it's crazy. He's in year 11 and we're just like, we're not sure who he is as a player. Yeah, he's <laughs> the hardest working. He's either the hardest working quarterback uh, on the field or he doesn't want to do anything the coach says or he can't do what the coach says or he's bad or he's good, but his offensive line is bad. Like, uh, it's so weird. It is so weird. Yeah, bizarre. there's like that, you know, that ESPN article I was referencing in our Russell Wilson script. Yeah. It was like the Seahawks were concerned that they were asking Russell Wilson, like, do you want to win MVP or do you want to win games? It's like, since when has the MVP not won a ton of games? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was, I don't know if those are mutually exclusive. No. Like, he wanted to pass more. They let him pass more. And then there was one game where it didn't work and they switched directions. And then it kind yeah. of went from like to shit from there in terms of the relationship. But, uh, oh man, I had a thought about that a second ago. Fuck. And it's gone. It'll come back. It's the drinking it just erases it. Mm -hmm. you hit, you hit the yeah. Page. I brought up a point though about like, is the, the narrative that Russ doesn't want, didn't want to, uh, that Pete Carroll didn't want to hold Russ accountable, right? And that's what yeah. Richard Sherman has a problem with. And I think that's treatment to use the, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I think that's background. actually just a huge Richard Sherman issue with it because KJ Wright was talking about it and he was like, yeah, Pete didn't hold Russ accountable early. He's like, he did later, like later on he did. And then KJ Wright was like, I don't think Russ would have had any issue if Pete were holding him accountable early. Like, yeah. I think Russ would have welcomed that. It was like in the same interview. I was like, oh, so it's it's 
that was all like all i think a lot of that animosity was from that and we're hearing a lot of it from rich sherman but it's richard sherman and a ton of anonymous sources yeah and doug baldwin as you pointed and out. yeah and then and russell wilson just like doesn't respond yeah so okay. everybody's like well that's the narrative then yeah so anyway we'll get out of here a lot it's, of stuff. We'll say that. Well, we got one more game. We got a nice long rest. We'll see what happens against the Chargers. I'm not confident, but it's for a lot of reasons. Uh, I just think like we've had to shift to okay. Well, maybe 2023 will be better. But let's not give up on this year, you know, guys. Like I know you're long not season. like. Come on, guys. Let's all get together on this one. If we we got some time. Chargers. We're right back in it, baby. We're right back in it. You adjust expectations, and you figure out what you can do. Let's try to do it. Let's beat, let's beat the goddamn San Diego Chargers of Los beat Angeles. The San Diego Chargers. <laughs> I heard their name called in the stadium, and it felt yeah, like yeah, yeah. Timeout, San Diego. Timeout, San Diego. It was a good. <laughs> it was the best part of the game. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Make sure you check out Will's channel. Will sucks at games. Yep. hilarious madden videos and gaming videos the hottest new youtuber and i mean that looks wise because thank you after a strong start he's really slowing down now so yeah no kidding better pick it up will i know well, i've got corporate overlords to uh mm. to make Indeed. happy now yeah will's experiencing a thing we call uh we don't know how youtube works where the videos uh are equally as good hmm but you can't explain why some do well and some don't. It's quite the phenomenon. Mm. So go show them some love is my point. Like those videos. Rewatch those videos. Thank you. We'll see you midweek. And good night. And John Elway plays entire career without an ACL. Good luck. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of DNFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, probably fumbles, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win if they don't fumble and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays, fumbles not included. Uh, If you're going to look at a game coming up i don't know and my team is there i would take the over on fumbles to make things even sweeter you can throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game day all season long just download the DraftKings sportsbook app now right now go do it are you did you do it come on and use code dnvr to get 200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a five dollar bet on any football game that's code dnvr only at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details